What is up? And welcome in to another very I always I feel like I always say that they're very special editions. They're all special. Every all special. every time we can reunite and talk, it's special. Uh, edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. Your normal hosts, as always, Chris Watkins, Frankie Cardicelli, breaking things down for you. Uh, it's been it's been a week, uh, actually a week and some change since we change. last recorded. So we've actually missed uh, uh, some news. So some of the things we might talk about might have might feel like old news. We're going to get into Nerlens Noel and uh, what that might mean for this Kings team, and that. Feels like it happened almost like a month ago at this mm-hmm. point, uh, but we're in a dead period right now. So we're gonna take any news we can get, and we're gonna milk we're it. gonna break it down. Yeah, we're gonna milk it. <laughs> we are. Yeah, that's we're not gonna sugarcoat it. We're gonna milk it. We're milking. So uh, yeah, I mean, excuse me if uh, yeah if some of the content might be a little old, but you know we haven't gotten our thoughts down on record yet. So uh, let's be real. Everyone yeah. has the time. Like exactly. you, have, you have the time. We have a lot of time to think about in our own yeah. so well, and and now we can kind of. And again, I think I've also. Uh, I think I went on with you and Whitey on on the air. We, yeah, we kind of right. talked about it. Man, but you want to talk about a month ago? Jeez. Yeah, we we still we get the wheels turning and you think about things. Maybe, maybe you have thoughts that weren't there a week ago or yeah, whatever. Totally. But um, there's just not much going on right now, which is interesting because there's I don't know. I think most teams aren't really polished right now either. Like there's yeah. always like a roster spot or a two way open. The Kings have one of each: a roster spot and a two way. So yeah. the off season's not quite over mm-hmm. yet. It feels like it's kind of over. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying the the downtime i mean i know you were on yeah. the air every day talking i'm not enjoying hours. the downtime you're talking about tell you that right talking now. about sean payton and, and whatnot it's today tough. yeah but hey man that's why they pay you the big bucks yeah well and it's really going to make me appreciate when things actually get going i definitely now have a newfound appreciation for uh for the sports calendar because yeah like you said it's it's you, a deep dark abyss right i told now. you that was a tweet i saw i saw it on i can't remember it was it was around i think maybe the first week, like that in between the first dead period, which is like after the finals and between yeah, the draft. Yeah, yeah. And someone was saying how you don't sit there and tell me that hosting a radio show is easy. Like, let's see you host a radio show in like mid late July. Yes. When there's nothing going on. I was just because told today that it's going to get worse, too. I told, I was just told, uh, Jason told me earlier that August is, yes. is really the grind. There's like, and I don't, I mean, if you're not a diehard baseball fan or you're which really into not. training camp for football and, like, you're on every single update about training camp, which yeah. I probably would be like I am for, like, baseball about spring sure. training. I'm, yeah. like, locked in. Um, the, you really don't, don't have much else to escape yeah. to. Like, basketball is done. Like, yeah. there's no summer league anymore. Nothing. That was a yeah. nice little kind of Band-Aid to put on that yep. to kind of get you through. But now it's we're into, like... I think we might take a week off, and then after that, come back, <laughs> yeah. and we'll start doing our thing where we go to basketball reference and talk about a random player. That's yep. what we do. Yep. So, But today, we're going to talk time. about the roster. Yeah, we least. got and we got yeah. some news, actually. Like I said, yes. the Nerlens news uh, was happened since our last recording, so uh, let's let's just get into it. I mean, the Kings signed Nerlens Noel. Uh, I think Shams was the one who, uh, who initially had it out. A one-year, $3.1 million contract. I don't believe if we know that it's a guaranteed contract or it's if it's not. just a – is it a, uh, a – at this point just kind of a training camp invite almost where if he does make the roster, he'll make that money. But if not, I mean, the Kings aren't necessarily tied. Is, is that kind of correct? Yeah, I saw somewhere uh, – I think it might have been Hoops Hype. Um, they have a salary cap guy there. Mm-hmm. It takes spot rest, taking a minute to load. But Mike oh, Scotto? I yeah, think I, is, I think it was Scotto. Yeah. He said that it's, it's like I think 200, 300K up front. And then it doesn't become fully. Must be nice. It becomes like half guaranteed, I think, 
if he makes the opening night roster, then the other half gets guaranteed. It's very weird. Mm. And I don't see it in spot rack, but I did see it come up on on um Michael Scotto. So I'll mm. have to go find that at some point. But okay. um it's 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 a veteran's minimum. Um so obviously it doesn't count against the cap. Mm-hmm. Uh I think it's the one that Kings have been tied to for a while, yeah. or at least Kings fans have talked about him. For a while, I yep. feel like I feel like you and I have talked about him like maybe two, three years ago. We yep. mentioned him. I think he was a free agent. Um, great player, not great, but a very good player for the Knicks about three years ago. Mm-hmm. A shot blocker. His steals and blocks were both up. I think I have it right here with the Knicks. It was that 2020, 2021 season. Two point two blocks per game. One point one steals per mm. game. Shot sixty one percent from the field over sixty five games. Um, that's exactly the kind of player the Kings need. The only yeah. problem is. Over the past three seasons, uh, or two seasons, excuse me, he's played in 25 games and then 17 games. So th- we're Not talking great. about someone who hasn't played, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a f- even half a season in almost three years. So I guess uh, let me ask you off the bat. Um, I know we did talk about it a little bit on the air, but if you missed that, I just want to know what, what was your knee-jerk reaction to it? Were you kind of just like, eh? Or was it kind of like, well, maybe the Kings could find something there? My instant reaction was kind of like what you said, like two or three years ago, I probably would have been really excited about this and talked myself into it. I think there's maybe still hope that he can be a fraction of of that kind of impactful guy that he was on the Knicks. But I, after two years of really not seeing much of anything, I, I just have a lot of questions. I have more questions than I do hopes for, for Nerlens. I just think if he's healthy and is able to to move around uh, like how he was previously, then that's a that's a different conversation. I think that guy can really help this Kings team. And, you know, I don't know where he falls on the depth chart. I don't know if he would be their primary backup option or if it would be a matchup-dependent kind of thing. But, um, you know, I think if it – if he is healthy, if he is locked in mentally, it can it can really help this team and just provide something that they don't have anywhere else. Like no one really provides the skills, the traits, and the uh, the you know the the profile that Nerlens has. But the the pessimist in me, the guy that you know is always looking for what's potentially wrong with this. I mean, this is like you said, this is a guy who hasn't really played a full even half a season in two years, and even then, even when he was playing. You know, was contributing, uh, you know, more with stuff that's not on the stat sheet, which is absolutely helpful. Everybody needs guys who aren't going to, who are going to do the little things that don't show up on the stat sheet. But you would still like to see something show up on the stat sheet. I'm talking three points, you know, five rebounds is good in that uh, 21 Knicks season, but uh, really just not somebody that I think at this point in his career is is someone to get super excited about unless we see he is healthy and he's still really young 29 years old so there's still hope but I I I have very minimal hope that he can still be You're saying 29 is young in life I'm saying 29 still like it's still young in life I like that still a lot. got some good years to live some some good years in front I'm of I'm not him, quite man. to that back nine yet yeah huh? not, uh, no not quite man okay. absolutely you're living thanks, life man. like it's golden at this hey, point thanks man yeah. what, what were your thoughts on Nerland so I'm young lo- Nerland I'm looking right now and, and just a quick thought was I mean I think we, it's just still funny to point out I think you pointed this out to me was did, that yeah Keegan Murray stat. Keegan Murray was the leading shot blocker yes for the Third seed Sacramento Kings last yes. year. Yes. And that was 42 blocks. <laughs> Demonis Sabonis com- comes That's in at Just 39. barely over a half block per game. It was about 0.6, I think. So when you look at Nerland Noel, 
he has five seasons in his career with 90 or more blocks. <laughs> and even I'm, I'm, I'm looking at last year, he had, I think he averaged the same exact amount. I mean, he played in 17 games, but it was 0.6 blocks per game. So we're looking at someone who could come in and just, just by being himself, yeah. going out there and filling minutes, yep. he will be a better rim presence the Kings have had in yeah. a couple of years now. And I think when you look at, like, my knee-jerk reaction, it kind of comes down to, and I, I looked up a list of a list of uh, players that I think over the past four seasons that have averaged uh, 1.5 blocks per game and shot 60% from the field, one of the names that was on there was Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> so that deterred a lot of people when I pointed that out. But uh, I it think shouldn't. It, I don't it think sh- it shouldn't. They're different players. Yeah. They're different well, players. And if Nerlens is Hassan Whiteside, I think – that's that's a positive for Nerlens. Yeah, like Nerlens, like Hassan Whiteside should be better than what he was. Yeah, and that's where the disappointment comes with his numbers. But if Nerlens is playing to the level of Whiteside, I think that's a positive. I agree, and I think the biggest thing that was a it didn't make sense about the Hassan Whiteside signing at the time was the Kings were. I mean, there are reports that the the then front office with Vladi and that regime they were leaking. They wanted to get younger. So they they traded away Nemanja. They did yeah. all these moves or whatever, or whatever. Or they they said that Nemanja wasn't going to be in the rotation on opening night, and then they like signed. I think a week before training camp, they signed Hassan Whiteside. Right, didn't make sense. Now, if you have a player like that on a team like this, where you don't have to have a player like Nerlens Noel or Hassan Whiteside go play twenty minutes, we're talking like literally ten minutes yes, per ten night. to fifteen max. Yeah, yeah. That's what the Kings need right now. A guy uh-huh. that is if they're getting torn up down low because mm-hmm. again. We're going to get in the rotation. I don't think Nerlens Noel or Alex Len will be the the taking the majority of the backup five minutes. I think yeah. it's going to be a lot of Trey Lyles. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you don't need to worry about that, though. We don't need to worry about Nerlens Noel playing 20-plus minutes. I think an argument I've been seeing on social media, though, is if and when DeMondo Sabonis misses time, what do the Kings do? Yeah. In your mind, is it just go to Alex Len, then you have Noel off the bench? I mean, that's... These are all hypotheticals, but that's yeah. like the biggest thing. It's how Rashawn Holmes was moved, and, there, and that was the argument that he could fill in for Sabonis, but, I mean, the Kings don't run that same kind of style offense, so Rashawn would have been out of whack no matter what because yeah. they don't run a pick-and-roll heavy I, offense. Maybe I'm in the minority on this, and I've always just kind of believed this. If your stars go down, you're screwed anyway. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter who's in there. If Demonis Sabonis' backup is... You know, maybe if it's Miles Mason Plumley or something, it's not as big of a drop off. But the Kings aren't going to be the the team that we saw last year if Demonis Sabonis isn't playing. So if he gets hurt, it's kind of a moot point anyway. They're going to have to be a different team. They're going to have to play a different style. They're not going to be able to be who they want to be regardless if he's not playing. So you know, it kind of that that argument just doesn't really hit me because at that point you're you're screwed anyway, and it's kind of like the a backup quarterback. It's like if your if your star quarterback goes down, your season's over anyway. You can try and patchwork it by bringing in a backup, but you're not going to win anything significant anyway. So unless you, know, you have Nick Foles, exactly. I mean, exactly. Unless you have Nick Foles, so I, I think it's more important to have depth in the other positions where those guys are a little bit more on the fringe, if you will. And I think that's that's where the Kings' depth really lies is is in those guys. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall. Would you what, what would you say for Nerlens? You're happy? Where would where would you yeah. put it after a week and a half of uh, I letting mean, it sit? They had a need, and it's a real like low risk, high reward 
signing, mm-hmm. in my yep. opinion. I think that the worst case, he's he doesn't have a good camp or a good preseason, and you cut ties. And, and we never think about him again. You have an open roster spot again. Mm-hmm. And best case is he comes into camp, feels healthy, feels good, and you have a shot blocker on the roster. I mean, that's that's the best case, or best and worst Couldn't case scenario. Couldn't have said it better. Worst case, you have an open roster spot during training camp. Best case, you have someone that can make a difference during the season. Yep. It's not like they had to spend money to get him at to give anything up. Nope. Um, they sell flexibility. Mm-hmm. We talked about, I think, last week that you can have up to 20 players 21, on your training I camp think, yeah. roster. Yeah. yeah, so they can add more players still, yeah. um, like we saw with Baysmore last year and, mm-hmm. and those kind of guys. So I like it. I mean, now the Kings have someone they can say, we're getting beat in the paint. Let's throw Neuronzo out there and see mm-hmm. what he can do. They, they didn't have it before because, again, Alex Len, not a shot blocker. Guy was at screens. He's physical. He can rebound. Uh, Sabonis, we know he can do a lot of things. He's not a rim protector. Um so yeah, I, I think it's it's a fine move. It's yep. fine, depending on who or, or when you look at who's out there. I think that was the best option they could have gotten as a third string center, which yep. of course could spell the end of the, the Miaskeda era. Which we think we you yeah. point out last week that you think it is over. Seems like it. Seems like it's over. Still quiet. A lot of quiet. It's really really quiet. Yeah, it's a lot been of quiet out there. Very quiet on the Western Front. Uh, you mentioned earlier that we're going to go through the depth yes. of the team. Let's uh, let's get into yeah. that. Go just, you know, we'll we'll do a preliminary just so, you know, we, we have it right in front of our faces, but just to lay it out for all the listeners there. Uh, point guard depth, obviously we have De'Aaron Fox up top, head of the snake. Uh, we got Davion Mitchell backing him up. Uh, at the shooting guard position, you got Kevin Herter as the starting spot. Uh, Malik Monk, obviously, is his backup. You've got guys like Keon Ellis behind him if you want to throw Kessler Edwards in there as well. At small forward, you've got... Harrison Barnes or Keegan Murray. We'll just say Harrison Barnes uh, just for this, just for sake of easiness. Then I imagine you would have Chris Duarte backing him up. uh, And then, you know, then you can also have Kessler Edwards sliding up to the three as well. Kevin Herter in some spots. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Maybe Keon Ellis if he's going to get some minutes. Oh, I also forgot to mention Colby Jones in the the shooting guard lineup. He's not in this. ESPN has it a little different than we would have it. Super confusing. We're just going to lay all the names out. Yes. It would be kind of there, but it's a lot different than I would like to lay out. Yeah. Yeah, Keegan Murray at the four. Obviously, Sasha Vizankov heavily talked about this offseason. Backing him up at the four. Uh, you can also throw, again, like you said, Harrison Barnes out there, Trey Lyles out there. Uh, you know, yeah, that, that's, I think, that's it. Yeah, and then at center, we were just discussing that. You have Demonis Sabonis, uh, obviously holding things down at that starter spot. You've got Trey Lyles, seemingly as his backup. Alex Len, and uh, now Nerlens Noel. Yes, Nothing yet on the Namias Kata front, so we won't uh, we won't say that. But he is on this uh, on this list that we're looking at. Uh, first off, just initial thoughts about the overall depth. Would you say Kings are deeper this year, not as deep, or about the same? I think they're deeper this year. I think when you look at the fact that you get to go to not just one, but now you have two formidable. I mean, like you'd like to think. We don't know what Sasha Vazankov can do at the NBA level, but. Two players you can kind of throw out there and say, wow, I trust these guys to play 20-plus minutes. You have Sasha and Trey Lyles that can be there in that power forward mm-hmm. spot. Um, I guess the spot that scares me the most right now, it's probably the point guard spot. Just because if De'Aaron Fox were to miss any time, the Kings have Davion Mitchell and then no one. Nobody. Which, again, open roster spot. There are some players out there still. I've seen some talk about Jordan Ford. Will he get right. that? That final roster spot, will they go back and try to reunite with George Hill? 
who I think will be 37, but he's <laughs> I've not depth. seen that. That's so weird. No, that's I don't, so random. I don't think that that's the right move either, yeah. but there's also people like out there, again, DJ Augustine. Yeah. They're guys like for the deep bench. So random, remember, yeah. How random was it when the Kings signed Matthew Delvadova last year? Very, very. So they, very. there might be something like that. Mind up, you, though, Delhi's 32. Those guys you just mentioned are 36, 37. 38. Yeah. <laughs> DJ like, Augustine's been playing, I think, since I was like in seventh grade. He was in, he played college basketball with Kevin Durant, who Kevin Durant uh, obviously now is, you know, old in this league. I think KD's yeah. like 35, 36. DJ Augustine was drafted uh, when I was in eighth grade. You were probably in seventh grade. 2007? 2000, uh, summer 2008. So actually, I was going into high school. Yeah. You were going into eighth grade. Yeah. My grades are easy like that. Yeah, I think, I think we're both kind of oh, the same way. Yeah. Mine's oh, on the back end, yours yeah. on the front end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the years go with it. Yeah. That's always pretty super, cool. Super convenient. That is really cool. Super cool, dude. That's super cool, Dude, that's man. so cool. DJ Augustine is uh, 35. He'll be 36 in November. So, yeah, they, they need to have more depth at that point guard spot. I yeah. think, again, we talked about, though, if your stars get hurt, you're, you're screwed. screwed. But the Kings had this one of the best-case scenario, healthiest years that you will ever see from one of your teams. Yeah. Like ever. I think actually statistically they were the healthiest team of all time in terms of their starting lineup and yeah. how many games as a collective their starting lineup missed. Uh, they, I believe I heard that they were statistically the healthiest team of all time. So Harrison Barnes, all 82. Keegan Murray, 80. Davion, 80. Sabonis, 79. Malik, 77. Kevin, 75. Trey, 74. De'Aaron, 73. We're talking about... Get healthy, De'Aaron. That Jeez. was injury Come on, prone. dude. Injury God, prone. your team needs you. Injury promo. That that was like a good thing to see from Fox, though, because I think last year was his first year playing over fifty nine games. Yeah, in four years, he kind of had that. He has that Dame thing going on, or had that Dame thing going on, where it's more just like they shut him down, though. Like yeah. instead of yes. him actually being hurt, like he probably could have played sixty plus games in those seasons. Yeah. But you know, since the Kings were all but out of it, it was like, ah, what's the point? Just shut him down. And so. one was a. Uh, was COVID. He said he came out and remember he said he, oh, that's he, right. he was really sick. Yeah, I that, forgot about that. I think it was the end of the 20 yeah. uh, season before last season. I mm. think it was like in May or eight. Yeah, he missed a good. The season went into May. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but there's, like, I guess that's a spot. I didn't start with the spot that I feel more strongly about. I went to the one I'm most concerned about. So I guess I'll go to you. Which spot are you concerned about the most? Before We'll do the bad first and get into the good. Yeah, why not? Um, I mean, I've, yeah, I feel like I express all the time how concerned I am, not just even at the Kings' depth at backup point guard, but I don't really love Davion Mitchell as the backup point guard. I think he's uh, really, really solid. He's got, to me, this is a big prove-it year for Davion. If he's going to uh, be a long-term, you know, guy yeah like if you're gonna lock him in as your backup or maybe even potentially on a different team a a starting point guard he's got to show it this year because you know frankly his defense has been incredible we all know that we all know Davion's calling card is his defense but he's six feet tall and he's a point guard he's got to be able to run an offense at some point and and or be able to knock down shots at a consistent level to where you can put him in the corner and use him as an offensive weapon. If he can't do that this year, I just think you have to, at some point, really look at that spot and try and get another playmaker in. 
he's fine. He's told as they showed last year. I mean, Davion Mitchell is more than capable of being a a contributor on a playoff team. I'm not saying he's a bum and should be out of the league by no stretch of the imagination. It's just that could be to me. That's a spot that I look at, and I'm like, if you upgrade that spot, that could potentially take you to another level. Um, but obviously, I mean, that in the backup center are are massive, massive gaps. I think I love Trey Lyles. I'm a huge supporter of Trey Lyles at the five, but. It comes with its limitations for sure. Like, he's not a rim protector. He is a tenacious rebounder, but does that necessarily mean that he will be able to rebound with other bigs? Still yet to be seen, you know, especially at at the the Kings were the worst rebounding team in the NBA last year and yet had the best rebounder in the NBA last year, which should tell you that everybody else just doesn't rebound. And so I think that's going to be another hole for this team um, those are really the two things that I think are really concerning. Besides that, you know, if I we can transition into the best part, I really think the Kings are incredibly deep in a lot of other positions. I think their deepest position is the power forward position. Yeah. I mean, when you have you can realistically throw out Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, Trey Lyles, or Sasha Vazenkov at that spot. Those are all re- those are all starters. Yeah. Like those are starter quality guys. Obviously Trey is probably the back end of that, but all of those guys you can put in the starting lineup and probably feel pretty good about what you're going to do that night. Like it's not like you throw those guys in there and you're having to play around them or you know you wish that you would have somebody else there. I think all of those guys are capable on any given night of putting up high level production and obviously it looks different for each one of those guys what a what a high production game would look like but I think all of those guys are great options to have and um, you know at a at a interesting swing position at that four spot you know you can really be versatile with it I would wish that those guys were more threes than fours but you know with how how they are they're they're more fours than threes and I think uh, that's you know there's some benefit to having a really good power forward class it's funny because power four was like the weakest spot the Kings have had for a while. Long I mean, time. I guess small forward and power forward both were very weak. Yeah. And obviously point guard spot with De'Aaron Fox historically has been pretty strong. DeMarcus Cousins was a dominant center. Um, but that power forward and small forward spots, yeah, now they have a lot of interchangeability. Yeah. Uh, and I think overall, and I guess I'll highlight a position in a second, but they're they're just overall second unit to me. It really excites me. On paper right here, I have Davion Mitchell, Malik Monk, Chris Duarte, Sasha, and Trey Lyles as their backup unit. And I, I feel good about that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a good five. And obviously, you'll you'll see Fox and Sabonis. Like, the starters will – Keegan Murray, they'll, they'll split some guys up. I don't think it'll be all five. No, it will not be like a, a platoon or a, yeah. Yeah, anything but, like that. But having guys like that, I mean, your deep bench is Neurons Noel, Alex Len, Kessler Edwards, Colby Jones. You know, Colby Jones and Kessler are some guys you want to grow – into hopefully um, young pieces for the future, um, it, it excites me. Yeah, I think we did last should. year. Kings were really, I think, about seven, eight players deep last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, beyond their starters, and this year, I think they're ten deep. Yeah, at least ten. 11. At least, yeah, I think they're at least ten deep, and I think that they're truly one of the deepest teams in the NBA. And I don't think we've really 
uh, ever been able to say that. Like, no. I, I think the Kings' real strength this year is just going to be there to take a Warriors term. It's going to be their strength in numbers. Like, I think the fact that they can, like you said, throw out 10 guys, maybe even 11 if Colby Jones ends up being somebody Something. that you can rely on, maybe 12 if Kessler Edwards uh, can, can you know, continue to grow upon what we saw last year and, you know, had some flashes in summer league as well. Um, I, I think that this is that's going to be the thing that could really set the Kings apart, especially when you talk about them going against teams like Phoenix, who's so top heavy and going to be one of the uh, the tougher teams to take down in the Western Conference. The Kings have that depth advantage and, you know, other teams are going to have to deal with that. It's really, really tough to beat teams that can come at you for 48 minutes with solid play. Not many can. I said on the air with you guys two the other day, I think, uh, I think Whitey asked me, where do I have the Kings? Or I think it was a Dave and Jason. Uh, it was Dave and Jason. Where do I have the Kings in the West right now? I said like top six, top seven. And some people in the comments are pretty like upset by that. They thought yeah. they were higher. I mean, where do you have them right now? Because I, I think that's fair. Yeah. Them top six. I think in my, in my opinion, that's fair. Um, I have the standings right here. I mean, last year, obviously, you have Denver. You have Memphis, uh, Phoenix, the Warriors, the Lakers. I mean, yeah. I, I just think the Kings are in that five, six spot. I'm just wondering, have you had a chance to kind of think about – we don't have to dive into each team here. I'm just wondering, do you think they're a top six team or are they kind of more in the plan? No, I think they're a top six team. Uh, yesterday on the show we went through ESPN.com, released their power rankings. 12, right? And, yeah, the Kings were 12th, but they were 7th in the West. In the West. Uh, it was behind – uh, Denver, it was behind Memphis, Phoenix, the Clippers, Lakers. the Lakers, and the Warriors. Uh, and they had the Kings uh, seventh there. I think, that, I think that's fair. I, I, I don't think the Warriors should be above the Kings. I think that there's a lot of questions about whether or not that's going to work. They run about five, six deep. What else, what else they do this offseason? What other moves did they make? I mean, they got less deep. I mean, they traded they, they, their they trade bench talent. Their best bench talent in Jordan Poole for Chris Paul, who is another year older. And I mean, the conversation has been has been accurate. Like they don't know how Chris Paul is going to fit into that system. It's not a seamless fit. I think it's been overblown. I think Chris Paul's going to make it work. He's a fantastic player and one of the best point guards of all time. He's going to figure out how to play in that system, but yeah. it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to be seamless. And I just think the Kings more than anybody have a level of continuity that nobody else has. Like a lot of people thought it as a negative that the Kings brought their guys back, but how many teams in the Western conference can really say they're running back the same team they had last year. And there's a level of continuity. It's Denver. It's the Clippers possibly depending on what they end up doing in the James Harden thing. Health thing is going to be a big question. The Lakers to an extent Memphis, Will be interesting. Memphis doesn't have Jaw for twenty five games over a quarter of a season, and the Kings can absolutely get off. That that's that's going to be the key for me. If the Kings have to get off to a good start, this they don't have to, but it would be very beneficial for them to get off to a really good start this. Well, year. I'm intrigued, and the schedule that might be the next one we record. It might come out in the next week or two, mm-hmm. but I'm intrigued to see how much the Kings play Memphis before that yeah. twenty five game mark. Yeah, if they play Memphis twice in the first twenty five games of the season. I mean, those games matter. I yeah. mean, every game obviously matters, but if you can go out there and beat Memphis, twenty-five early, games is also it's a good, good chunk of games. Last year, the twenty-fifth game I looked for the Kings was on December eleventh. Yeah, so we're talking pretty much. I mean, it's especially Christmas it's going to take yeah, exactly. It's going to take them some time season, to the ramp up. Season starting later this year too. Season, is it really? Season starting, uh, I believe October, like in the twenties. 
Um, usually it starts to 25th, like 26th. F- like, yeah. That's usually when game one usually is. Um, I mean, yeah, they, it would be huge. I mean, Shaw, yeah, he's not going to be officially like, you know, he might practice with the team leading it. Well, actually, I don't think he can practice with the team. He has to be away from team facilities yes. for 25 games. O- so Opening night, by the way, is October 24th. So we're about a week later. No, year. that's normal. Last year, I think it was like on the 17th, wasn't it? No, because my birthday's on the twenty sixth, and Are we sure? yeah, opening night is almost always around. Did my they birthday. push it back? Maybe, maybe last year it might have been. Did they but push it back to being traditionally. It's yeah, been the nineteenth, so I guess it's okay. like that's yeah, pretty normal. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a about a week later though. Okay, yeah, I mean that. I mean that'll be good for for the Kings in that John Morant situation. I just think uh, people aren't really considering the fact that the Kings they also started the Kings did zero four last year. Like yeah. they got off to a really slow start. Feels and like they years still ago. it does it feels like a really long time ago where we were it would it was the heat the blazers the clippers grizzlies maybe uh oh the grizzlies as yeah. well right yeah that desmond bain 30 piece i remember that yeah and then they ended up winning i think like nine of their next 11 i think yeah they, or 10 of their next 12 they just really rattled it off yeah then they yeah. went 10 and 6 Getting yeah. off to a good start would be huge for this team. I just think it would really set the tone in teams, again, like Memphis, like Phoenix, who has to figure out that that trio, plus Aiton as well, who I forget about all the time. Like he still, he, We're talking about how you know, we're talking about like how we're like the cockroaches of 11 Oh, my God. Because we, 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 we just stick around through all these changes. DeAndre uh, Aiton. He's the cockroach, he's cockroach of, it of all, bro. Phoenix. He's there. He somehow he's, has managed to stay. He's still I mean, there. The guy that they picked over Luka that they don't want, no one ever talks about. He doesn't about. want to be there. Yeah, no, he doesn't want to be there. They don't want him there. I think the only reason why they brought him back on that restricted free agency was because they were like, I, I guess. Can't like, let him go yeah, for nothing. Can't let him go for nothing, so I guess we'll take him. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think the Kings are in a really good situation. I think, you know, obviously health and, and all that stuff isn't something you can predict, but I think if things go well for the Kings, they could be a four seed. They could be a five seed, no question. Yeah, I'll tell you what, nobody saw them finishing third last year. Right. But I don't think I, – I would be shocked if they finished third again. I oh, will yeah, say too. that, but um, I don't think that it's going to be some massive fall off. I think a lot of last year was legit. I will say the Lakers – are intriguing to me, and then we'll move on and finish things up pretty soon here. But I, I, um, I don't know. They made a lot of good moves this offseason, but I still just feel like the something about them just feels off to me. Like I feel like the LeBron effect, maybe how he missed time and they look really out of whack. And yeah, obviously if it's him or AD or if him one of him or AD are out, they just don't work. Yeah, but like the championship odds, and like the the predictions for next year are kind of crazy. People are really high on the Lakers. And I'm just a little confused by it because is Gabe Vincent a good player? Yeah. yeah. Is Austin Reeves a good player? Sure. Terry and Prince, he he's depth. But does this mean that the Lakers are going to be one of the top four, three teams in the well, you West? You know how these things work. It's the Lakers. Like, it's, it's it gets the people going and people are always going to bet on them and all that stuff. And people aren't taking into account the fact that LeBron James is about to be a 40 year old man. And like he, he's not going to be able to play 82 games and he's already started to fall victim to the injury bug after yeah. years and years and years and years and years and years and years of holding it off. He's finally start. And I don't, I do not say that like he finally, thank God LeBron's finally getting hurt, but like it finally caught up with him. Everyone he's, breaks down. Exactly. Point. Even Kobe, like once he had the, once he tore his Achilles, like, he was never really the same, and LeBron had a really serious ankle injury last year that kept him out of games when he usually wouldn't miss that many games. So, it's his Laker era as a whole, because yeah. in the last year in Cleveland, believe it or not, when he was 34, 
82 Washed. games. He played in 82 games. Yeah. And with the Lakers, it's a fly there's a fly. There's a fly. It's, go, it's, it's wreaking havoc. Wreak havoc. <laughs> Terry Gibbons. Uh, LeBron played in 55 games, 67, 45, 56, 55. This man's not played in 70 games for the Lakers again because he's getting old. Yeah. It's just it's a matter of time. And, like, you know, Anthony Davis also is not the uh, the – the model of perfect health, you Beacon know, of physical fitness. Exactly. Like he, he's somebody who's always going to fall on injury. And, you know, last season was to many extents, a season from hell for the Lakers, at least that first half with Russell Westbrook and going through all of the, you know, LeBron, uh, breaking the record thing and, and all that was absolutely the distraction, but they still got to get through the 82 games, like yeah. making the playoffs. Yeah. They showed last year that if they make the playoffs, they're, they're a tough out 100%, especially if they're healthy, but they have to make it there. They, get there first. they have to get there first. And you know, the 82 games is really, really long. And if they don't have LeBron James and don't have Anthony Davis for a majority of those games, they're not going to be in a position to win. It, they just aren't like I. I'm a huge Austin Reeves fan. Really? He's not really. Yes, I'm. I'm a big Austin Reeves believer. Absolutely, I think that dude is 100 percent legit. But he can't carry a team to the playoffs. Absolutely not. No, and people need to stop acting like that. He can. That's no, crazy. no, 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 no. I mean, he was really impressive last year, but he was impressive in the situation he was. He's in. a good role player. Yeah, he's a yeah. He's a really good role player. I mean, and like. The, the West is going to be a dogfight. There's a lot of question mark teams. I mean, Oklahoma City was decent last year. Can they They're going to be better. Forward? No, they're going to be better. Minnesota, I have a tough time thinking they're just going to continue to suck forever. I think Anthony Edwards yeah. can take a leap. You have a... The Ottawa. Pelicans, they were the one seed at one point last year. Yeah, they really fell off. They nosedived. Yeah. And then obviously you have the the biggest question mark, in my opinion, the Dallas Mavericks, who the have Dallas Mavericks, Kyrie Utah and, Jazz, too. And Luka. Yeah. Jazz, yeah, I mean... They could be good. They got John Collins. That's fine. Portland's going to be awful. They're not going to be good. Awful. I mean, even if Dame plays, they're not, they're not going to be good. Um, and in San Antonio is going to beat his Wemby. Wemby, yep. Wemby time, if you want to watch the Spurs. Well, so, we know that's a real cha- challenge for the Kings. Yeah. The Spurs, you know. So, yeah. Big bads. Um, it's exciting times. We now are going to do. I need to text I you. Think Chris has. If, he, if anyone out there plays Immaculate Grid. Chris made a Kings one. I did. And I think we're going to share it. We'll share it tomorrow. tomorrow. Well, I think we're putting this out on Friday. We're recording this on Thursday. I think we're putting this out Friday. So Whenever you're ready, Frank. I'm ready. Okay. Immaculate I'm going to send grid. this to you. I'm not sure how. I, I'm going to, uh, while you do it, so I'm, we're going to put a timer on you. Okay. And you know what? We'll do it. You do it vocally. But I'm going to send it to you. But before I start the clock, I'm going to, just so the the listening audience has an idea of what you're doing, I'm going to read out the categories, okay. if that makes sense. Cool. Okay. So I'm going to send it to you. You can look at it for as long as it takes me to describe what is on And wait, the for grid. those of you who are on audio only, go to sacktownsports.com. This will be in the post. Yes. We'll put this graphic in the post for the podcast. You can, if you want to like look at it as we go along. We'll leave it blank, and you can do it yourself. Okay. I am calling this the Royal Grid, and I'm sending it to Frankie now, so he will get it on his laptop. Now I will describe to everybody what is on the list, what are the things Frankie will be uh, trying to uh, match, I guess. So on the top row of uh, of this Royal grid, yes. if you will. Uh, if you aren't familiar with it, you you might have to look at what an immaculate grid looks like, so it makes a little bit more sense. But on the top row, we have played in Arco Arena. That is from 1988 through 2016. 
After that, it's 20-point-per-game season. And after that, it is an NBA champion. So he will have to match those with going, what is that, vertically yeah. down, Golden State Warrior, top 10 pick, and played in a playoff game for the Sacramento Kings. All of these names, every single player you use will have to have played for yes. the Sacramento Kings. That is the only thing that is different. So it's kind of like matching three things as opposed to where Immaculate Grid would just be, okay, Heat, Warrior, okay, that's it. This one has to be played in Arco Arena, Golden State Warrior, but also played for the Kings. So it's just a third added caveat on top of that. It's a legit Immaculate Grid. I, it was layout. very, very hard to think of subjects or great. categories that are big enough to where there are multiple different answers. I have no I idea. Okay, ready? Okay. I just went to calculator and set a clock, so that bought you a couple seconds. Your time. We are going to give you, depending on how long it's going to take you, We're initially, I'm going to initially say you got a minute and a half okay. to get this done. Do you All think right. you can get it done in a minute and a half? I think so. Okay. Your time starts... And also v verbally speak I'm gonna, this I'm going to speak okay. everything out. Okay. Yeah. And again, go to sackhoundsports.com and you can look at the grid while we're going along with it. Yes. It should be up now if you're seeing this or hearing this. It'll be up on the website. Go. All right. Uh, a player that played for the Kings and the Warriors and played in Arco Arena. I'm going with Carl Landry. Okay, that works. A top 10 pick in the NBA draft that played in Arco Arena. I'm going to go with Bobby Hurley. Sure. That works. Uh, played a playoff game for Sacramento in Arco Arena. I'm going to go Vladi. That works. Uh, a 20-point-per-game season that played for the Kings and the Warriors. This is this is the one I'm kind of having a tough time It can with. be 20 points per game at any point in their career. Any point in so their they career. So they have oh, a season oh, that has 20 points per game. There you go. That works. Mitch Richmond. Also, as you know, you can only use a name once. Yeah, only, only once. A top 10 pick in the NBA draft, 20 points per game. DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, yes. Yes, that works. Uh, played a playoff game for Sacramento and averaged 20-plus points per game. Chris Webber. That works. Uh, a warrior that played for the Kings and is an NBA champion. Did I do this one? No, you have not. Nemanja Bielitsa. That works. A top 10 pack, uh, pick in the NBA draft that played for the Kings and is an NBA champion. Top 10 pick. Top 10 pick. That went on to be an NBA champion. Yes, does not have to be a top 10 pick the by the Sacramento Kings. Does not have to have been picked in does the top to, 10. need to play Just for the Kings. Had to have played for the Kings, had to have been a top pick, top 10 pick by any franchise, and has to have won an NBA title. Ooh, I got five people on How much time do I have? You have five seconds, so I'm going to give you another <sighs> 30. I'm going to give you another 30 because... Just explaining it. Yes. Um, okay, let me go to play a playoff game for SAC and win yeah. an NBA championship first. Um, Played in a playoff game for SAC and also won an NBA. Page Stoyakovich. Page Stoyakovich works. Won a, cha a championship with the Mavericks. Yep. Top 10 pick that played for the Kings and went on to win a championship. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I found five names. Top 10 pick. I'm really stumped on this one. Two minutes. Just hit. I'll give you 15 seconds to okay. figure this out. Anyone out there is probably someone's, anyone out there someone's is screaming. There's screaming. At there's me. one or two that are like pretty easy. Yeah, that I should know. Yeah, a top ten pick. Yeah, doesn't again does not have to have been tell a top me. ten pick from the Kings. Just tell me, Harrison Barnes. Oh my God, Mitch Richmond. I already put. I said him. Tristan Thompson. Oh my God, no. Jason Williams and Otis Thorpe were all top ten picks I that played for the Sacramento Kings and also won an NBA championship. I should have gotten HP. I'm disappointed uh, about that one. 
Should I should I say the other names that I had listed for some of these other top like some of the like you obviously you said Carl Landry for Kings that played in Arco and were were a warrior. Yeah. Other options: Jason Thompson, Omri Caspi, Demarcus Cousins, Mitch Richmond, Chris Weber, Harrison Barnes. Uh, I don't believe Dante Divincenzo would have qualified for this. I didn't look it up, but I'm pretty sure he never played in Arco Arena. I'm pretty sure he got drafted so, after no. he, 26. He got drafted, I think, in 19. Um, the 20 t- point per game scores that were also Golden State Warriors and Sacramento Kings: Demarcus, Chris Weber, HB, Mitch Richmond. Uh, Golden State Warriors that were. Also, Kings and NBA champions. I have Mitch Richmond, Harrison Barnes, Chucky Brown. Chucky Brown. Tony Massenberg, who I didn't. This is literally, I had to like go year by year and look at everybody. And then Matt Barnes. Wait, I forgot was a champion. Oh, Spurs. Spurs, yeah. Wow. Who knew? Yeah, Matt Barnes as well. Top 10 picks who played for the Kings and also played in Arco Arena. Obviously, there's. A ton. I just listed more from this era. Ben McLemore, Nick Stauskas, Thomas Robinson, DeMarcus Cousins, Tyreek Evans, uh, and you you said Bobby Hurley. Like That's a, a correct answer. Picks. There's tons. There's literally too a many uh, to list. 20 point per game, top 10 picks. De'Aaron Fox. Demo, uh, DeMarcus, DeMarcus Cousins. Yep. Chris Weber, Buddy Heald. Uh, those all fit. Those were the names that uh, that I got. There's also a couple more um, NBA champs who were top ten picks: Mitch Richmond, HB, Tristan Thompson, Jason Williams, Otis Thorpe. I said that one, uh, and then I didn't do the twenty point per game scores for played in a playoff or played in Arco because there was a lot of people there. But NBA champions who were Kings and also played in a playoff game for the Kings. I've got Peja, Mitch Richmond, Jay Will, Chucky Brown. HB, Scott Pollard, Vernon Maxwell, oh. and Eddie House. What is that? That is not a very long list. It's not. No, Scott that, Pollard. It was really hard to make that. Yeah, uh, 08 Celtics. 08 Celtics. Yeah, this I completely cool, forgot about we'll that. We'll put this out on socials yeah. too, and, and hopefully people didn't have a spoiled for that. Yeah. But you should try to do this before you listen to this. Yes, we'll, I would. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe I, I'll put that. I'll put a disclaimer in the yeah. podcast post. But this is cool. This is great. Thank I love you. these. And if you haven't checked it out, um, uh, it's ba- basketball, baseball reference, all the reference yeah. pages on Sports Reference. They're doing Immaculate Grid, and it's just like this. And Chris nailed it, man. You Thank you. It. Yeah, that was really hard. It's really because, like, especially once, like, you would just have to find things that, again, have multiple answers for them. And the Kings obviously don't really have the richest history. And so it is kind of hard. Once I put NBA champion on there, I was like, oh, that really narrows it down to a, to a really small well, list. The, the top 10 pick and the champion thing, it's it stumped me. I should have known HP. Yeah, but. yeah. Anyway, that was fun, man. We could, Good. I mean, maybe, yeah, I'll try. I, I'm going to try and swap them around every so often if I can. But uh, like I said, it's kind of hard. So we'll see. That'd maybe cool. I can change one name. But maybe you could shake it up for tomorrow or something. And have yeah. It different. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe I can shake it up. Okay. But, well, now we're kind of waiting for the schedule to drop. This is the way that the offseason yep. goes. Yep. Like you said, I think we're probably going to take a week off just because unless something, something happens, massive happens. Or George any, Really, if there's any news, even if Jordan Ford signs, maybe we'll hop on for like 10, 15, 15 minutes. 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, yeah. Unless if there's absolutely no news, we're not big believers in recording just for the sake of recording. If we're going to give you all something, uh, we want to make sure that we actually have something to say. So Yeah. Um, we don't want to just- you know, this is fine, but we don't, you know, we, yeah. don't, we don't want to waste your time either. No, exactly. And, uh, yeah, let's not waste their, any more of their time. Nope. How about that? Let's, uh, let's shut up. Anything else? You good? No, I'm good, man. I'm uh, just going to go and see Oppenheimer tomorrow. Really? I saw yeah, Barbie. Have you already seen the Barbie, Barbie portion? Barbie was great. Okay. I like Barbie a lot. I've heard it's good. Sam said I'm not going to like it, so. 
You don't, why wouldn't you like it? I don't know. It's not even like what you think. It's no, not, I, she yeah. just said like I probably won't like the direction it went. She said it's really? pretty random. I don't know. Maybe she, she could I be completely wrong. I think it's going to be funny. I, I think, think it's it should really be funny. good. I have high hopes. I think Oppenheimer is going to give me a lot of anxiety. I Are you concerned he, about that? Because, yeah, you're anxious like I am. I am. Uh, I am. But it's more about him, correct? Like it's more of like a biography, if you yeah, will, as him. opposed to like – Let's really dive in on nuclear weapons. Apparently, it's like he will. I think he was like, he made, created that. Yeah. And it was like, whoops, like, shouldn't have done that. And that's kind of like what the whole point is how he regretted it, I think, and how he kind of had to move I would hope through so. feeling guilty about he created, like, sure, the destruction. end of the earth, pretty much. Pretty, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I just feel like I'm just going to feel a lot of imminent doom after watching it. Like, I already kind of went through, like, five or maybe ten years. I don't even know how long ago. I feel like when I, like, really did some, like, okay, atomic bombs can realistically be dropped at any point. I feel like it was, like, when North Korea was... That's what I'm going through, too, but those things keep, like, they're like the little... uh, the things like that, you know, like that air gun, like where you shoot like a, a styrofoam rocket and you like, they just go like five feet. Yeah. That's kind of like what I think North Korea is doing with their <laughs> ballistic missiles. They're See, like, I'm not going to test that. I'm not, <laughs> but, but I wasn't testing Kim Jong-un's, you know, gangster or nothing. I want the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Crazy. Would you, I want would you win a fight smoke. with Kim Jong-un? I think so. I think we. I think, I think we, so. I think we take him. I don't think he's got hands. There's no way he's seen by himself though. Just by himself. Yeah. Oh, obviously. Yeah. I don't want the Korean guard coming. No, out they either. probably. They probably. They probably want. They're that probably business. ruthless, but they probably would. Yeah. I feel like I could take him. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's short too. Maybe he's, we can set small. that up. Yeah. Let's do it. You gotta yeah. reach on him. Uh, yeah. It'll be the opener of the next Jake Paul fight. He's gotta have bad Me cardio. Him. I doubt. Oh, I, guarantee. I bet, he, I bet he does not have good cardio. Have you seen the interview? With yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. damn. <laughs> uh, just imagine them playing basketball. Yeah, it's so he, great. He's, yeah, he's he definitely is a guy that floats on the perimeter. Oh, absolutely. He doesn't play, he doesn't play defense and pick up. No, there's no way. <laughs> he just floats on the perimeter. He just sits down low. He, he's not an ideal pickup game partner. And it's rock. I've got suck. no comment. <laughs> got no comment to that. It is rock. Okay, right. before we get into any trouble or cause any international trouble, incidents or we're, something. We're the ones that he sees and he's like, oh, Crazy. that's it. <laughs> no comment. We're My name is Chris Watkins. We'll see you next week or in a couple weeks or something. I don't know. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.